an average business owner. They will be even the best solopreneur. If you're by yourself, you'll never have scale. At some point, you have to learn how to build an actual business. Why are companies like Apple and Tesla and Amazon, why are they so much better than everyone else? Well, it's because they have all three of these dialed in. They're in the right with the right for me, it took 10 years to learn these skills, but you guys can do it much faster. That's the benefit of being in events like this and having other people around you who have done things far beyond you. You don't have to learn all of these things yourself. They can just tell you how to do it directly. Let's talk about the secret to scaling your business in 2024. No matter what the industry has been, we've been able to scale it. Doesn't matter if it's media, if it's real estate, if it's buying businesses, if it's education, it doesn't matter. They all follow the same process that I'm about to share with you guys. The formula is strategy times skill times scale equals your production or your output, okay? So here are some different examples of businesses in this formula. Let's talk about the solopreneur. How many of you guys would say you're solopreneurs right now? Okay about half the room. So that means you are on your own trying to start your own business, okay? How many of you right now solopreneurs? It's a side hustle. You've got a full-time job, you're trying to start this business side hustle. Not many. So the rest of you are all full-time in your business, okay? This is what your business looks like probably, okay? If you're a beginner and you're making less than $100,000 per year, this is probably where you're at. On a, on a one to 10 rating, your strategy is probably a one, your skill level is probably a one, and your scale is probably a one. So let me explain what strategy, skill, and scale mean. Strategy is the industry that you are in, first and foremost, okay? So some of you guys, I mean, a lot of you are in real estate. Real estate's a great industry, okay? There's a lot of upside in real estate. You can become a millionaire, you know, you can make money forever. Real estate ain't going anywhere, right? There's other industries that have much lower market caps, okay? For example, when I was flipping couches and doing all these little weird side hustles, the, the market cap's low. You can't really make that much money doing it. You know, you'll cap out. Then there's other industries where the richest people in the world are made, right? Things like tech, things like, you know, franchising, you know, Louis Vuitton, those kinds of companies that have real IP and brands. Those would be the top level industries. And even within that industry, you got to figure out, well, what's my strategy to attack the industry, right? Am I going to, if I'm in real estate, am I going to flip? Am I going to wholesale? Am I going to try and do syndication, Airbnb? So many people don't even know how they want to attack the industry that they're in, okay? So when it's strategy, you got to figure out where you want to go. And most beginners have a bad strategy. You know why? Because they keep switching every month. It doesn't work. How many of you guys have been guilty of switching super fast because you didn't get instant results, right? So strategy is one thing you got to think about. The second is skill. Now, when you first start something, skill is really hard because you're just not that good at it. Nobody's good when they start. None of us on this stage, we're talking about social media, were just so good at it from the beginning. We were all very low skill level. But what did we do? Most of us got mentors, like Levi hired me a year ago to help him build, and look where he is. I'm not taking credit for him. He's done so many things on his own, and now he's killing it. But smart people who want to get skills pay somebody who's already done it. And I did the same thing three years ago. 
I went and hired all these guys on social media to figure out how they were doing it. Top YouTubers, people on TikTok, I wanted to know what they knew so I could increase my skill level, okay? The last piece of this is scale. So scale is interesting because if you're a solopreneur, you will always be level one because you have no scale, you're, you're by yourself, okay? It does not matter how good of a realtor you are or how good of a house flipper you are, if you're by yourself, you'll never have scale. At some point, you have to learn how to build an actual business and hire people and delegate and do all those things. So the normal solopreneur and the reason they fail is because when you take this system into account, you're like, dang, dude, if I have a bad strategy and I don't really have much skill and I have no scale, why is it, like, it, it obviously makes sense why the business isn't that great, okay? Now let's talk about an average solopreneur, okay? Let's just say you got a little bit of strategy, level five, you're right in the middle. Then you start getting better, you got more skill, level five. The same problem still applies. You still have one level one scale. You just have not been able to hire people. You're still 25 times better than a new person, but you can't really scale that much, okay? I would say somebody at this level, I mean, this is like an average solopreneur probably making 50, 60 grand a year, okay? Lastly, an expert. Even if you were the best of the best, you had the best strategy, you had the best skill level, but you were solo by yourself, you know, you're probably 100. So none of us wanna stay in the solopreneur stage because it doesn't really have upside, even if you maximize your skill and your strategy. You also, are gonna lose everything you have the moment you stop working because you don't have an actual business. All you have is a job. So we don't wanna be solopreneurs. Can we all agree with that? Okay. Now let's talk about a business owner. So what does it look like if you're a business owner? All right, from the beginner stage, your strategy's probably still not good, you're starting out. Your skill level's probably not that great yet, but you at least have scale, okay? You're starting to hire people, you're gonna get more production than if you were by yourself. Then you start becoming an average business owner, and all of a sudden you got strategy, you got skill, and you're getting pretty good at hiring people. So now, even if you're an average business owner, your production's already over what the best solopreneur could be, because you now understand how to start hiring people and scaling out. And then if you ever make it to the expert level, this is just talking about the best of the best, okay? This would be the Amazons and the Teslas and everyone else. They got 10-level strategy, 10-level skilled people, and 10-level scale. That's why, you know, in this rating, they're 1,000. They just have it all dialed in to be able to get to the highest level. And so when you look at why are companies like Apple and Tesla and Amazon, why are they so much better than everyone else? Well, it's because they have all three of these dialed in. They're in the right industries with the right strategies, they got the best skilled people in the game, and they have lots of them. That's why they win, okay? So the lesson here is that an average business owner, they will beat even the best solopreneur every time because at least they have the freedom to walk away and be able to go live life, okay? So this is just me. This is how my businesses have ranked over the years, okay? I started out as a realtor in 2010. This is where I was. I freaking had no strategy, I had very little skill, and I had no scale. And it's no wonder that I quit being a realtor because I sucked, okay? 
Wasn't very good. Then I started making money for the first time flipping couches. Not very much upside flipping couches. Let's say it's a two-level strategy. I was really good at it. I was the best there was at flipping couches. I'll tell you that, okay? But I had no scale. It was just me. So like that was the first business where I ever started to make some decent money, okay? Then I get into real estate investing, and you're like, all right, real estate's a very good industry. We got a lot of good strategies. We're doing syndication. We're doing wholesales and flips. We're getting really good at it, and we're hiring people, making it happen. It's like, all right, now I'm starting to make millions, okay? This makes sense. Now, with where we're at, we're pretty much just going into private equity with everything we do at Pineda Company. You know, we're buying businesses, we're starting new businesses, we're raising capital, you know, we're buying more real estate. And, you know, in this model, it's like, we're, we've got the right strategy. There are billion and billion dollar companies that do this, okay? We got to just keep getting better at what we want to attack. You know, I got to get more skilled people. We got to continue to grow in our workforce. We've got over 100 employees in everything that we do. And so it's just going to be a matter of time building that out with the right strategy, okay? So the question you got to ask yourself is, how do you grow in these different categories? Because you can't just jump straight into, you know, tech or any of these things. Everybody's going to start from somewhere. I started, like I was just saying, over 12 years ago as a realtor to then wheeling and dealing couches, to flipping houses, to doing what I'm doing now. Well, let's talk about strategy. How do you get better strategy? Well, first is you got to choose the industry that you want to be in, okay? So many of you are in real estate. A lot of you are in other industries. you got to choose what is the one you want to be in and stick to it. Too many people try to do all these different industries all at once. They do Airbnb, they hear about creative finance, they hear about flipping, and then they never get good at any strategy because they just don't stay with it, okay? Also, you got to understand what the total addressable market is, and you got to understand the trends of that industry. So TAM is a term that a lot of private equity firms use because you have to understand how big can this even become. With house flipping, I can tell you for a fact, I know some of the biggest house flippers in the country. The biggest that it really gets could be 30 million a year to 50 million a year. That's kind of like where it goes. The companies that have tried to go beyond that, companies like Zillow and Open Door, we kind of know what happened to them, right? So the TAM of house flipping is that. Now, will most people never reach that? For sure. Like it never becomes a problem if you're never going to reach it. But if you're trying to raise capital from venture capitalists and all these other guys, they're going to look at that and say, dude, I mean, the best that business could be is, say, $50 million in revenue. Why would we do that business? We want to go be in businesses where they can make billions. So they're always going to look at the TAM of an industry to see what's worth the time. WealthCon's coming back to Vegas January 8th to the 11th. Now, if you've been to our events, you know how epic they are. We have the best time not only with just great content, great speakers, but we have a lot of fun with the after parties and the masterminds and everything else. And number one, it's probably the best networking opportunity in the entire game. We have over a thousand investors and entrepreneurs at each one, and this will be no different. In fact, this is gonna be my favorite WealthCon ever. We've got some amazing speakers coming, people like Tim Tebow, Thatch Nguyen, Gabrielle Lyon, the list goes on. It is going to be an epic event, and I wanna see you there. So if you're interested in attending, Get your tickets now because they will not last. Go to wealthcon.org 
and get them today. Everyone knows that my favorite way to build wealth is through real estate investing. That's the reason that I started Wealthy Investor, where we've trained thousands of students. But here's the thing. I've noticed that so many people fail to get started in real estate because they're worried about the money. They don't know where they're going to get the money to buy a house or flip or handle their renovations and things like that. And so they just never get started. I want to change that. And that's why I created a brand new free course that goes over five different ways that you could buy houses without using any of your own money today. And I'm going to give you it completely for free. All you have to do is go to wealthyinvestor.com slash podcast. I've made it specifically for you. The moment you go to that link, you'll be able to go get access to it and learn how you can start buying houses today without any of your own money. And if you're somebody who already has a real estate business and who wants to scale, we want to help you too. You can click the link below and book a free strategy call with our team if that's you. Also, you need to know how you're going to attack that marketplace. And that comes back to knowing the trends. So right now in real estate, one of the biggest ways we get deals is through called Novations, okay, and creative finance. We've been doing it for the last year on the majority of our deals, and that's what's allowed us to keep staying in business even when the market's tough and to generate profits, even though it's not something we were doing two to three years ago. So your strategy is going to change as time goes on. You know, you have to constantly be changing how you're going to attack the marketplace, and that's why things like this are important because whatever you did to go attack the marketplace two years ago is probably not the same as what you need to do today because everything around you is constantly changing. The trends are changing. Social media is always changing, guys. Real estate is always changing. What's a good deal two years ago is not a good deal today. How we market two years ago isn't how we market today. You know, if I were to look at my career in real estate when I first started, every deal I got was on the MLS. It was super easy to do. Then it started to get more competitive. So I started going to meetups and networking and all these things, and I got more deals. Then that started to get more competitive. So I started running TV commercials, like I was saying before. That's still crushing to this day, four years later. So I haven't had to change it. Will it crush forever? Probably not. The odds are something's gonna change as time goes on, and so what do you do? You ride out trends as long as you can until they stop working. And then you find the next trend in business. And so for us, you know, even at um, Home Run Offer, that's my house flipping company, you know, one of our big initiatives in 2024 is to partner with our students. So we launched a whole new program where we'll close deals for our students. And for us, it's a great opportunity for a lot of reasons because now we're getting all these students anyway and why not close deals in JV with them? It's a win-win all the way around. And then from our perspective, we have no cost to getting all the leads and deals. So any deal that's closed is pure profit, okay? But for me, it's a competitive advantage because other people don't have that luxury of having you know, massive conferences and events every quarter where they can get new people to partner with. So I gotta play to my strengths and competitive advantage in the new marketplace and what we have available to us. And so I'm constantly adapting my business so we can keep getting to the next level. So we're always changing strategy. The next thing, okay, how do you improve your skill? Well, one, you gotta have mentors who can teach you the skills to do the business yourself. If you don't know what you're doing, there's no way you're gonna figure it out by yourself. Even if you do, it's gonna take you a long time to figure it out and you're gonna pay what we call the dumb tax. 
The dumb tax is when you make mistakes and you learn from those mistakes. It's great, you're gonna make mistakes, but a lot of mistakes could have just been avoided, financially and time-wise, if you just had a mentor to tell you. I can't tell you how many of our students like, are getting ready to do something, and I'll be like, dude, no, you're not gonna do that, okay? I've already done that, it, it does not work. And so it saves them money and time. Very precious resources, okay? The second thing is, you gotta put in work every day between learning, practicing, and doing. The only way for your skill to increase is by putting in the work every day. But you gotta be putting in the right kind of work. If the work you're putting in is wrong, you will lose. I make fun of my, my employees all the time. You know, we, we got Brian and Javi, these guys are my partners, you guys are gonna meet them later on in this event, but they started golfing because I started golfing, right? And I gotta say they both suck. That's just what it is, all right? But it's not for a lack of effort. They try really hard and you know, they practice and they play and they do their thing, but when you swing the wrong way every single time, you ain't getting any better. You're actually just developing bad habits. And then you're annoying me when I'm on the golf course because you're freaking shanking them everywhere and you know, making the round take forever. So nonetheless, you gotta get good coaching to then execute every single day, all right? Next thing, you gotta become so good at the skill that you can teach others to do the same. Once you become very good at the skill, it's not that you need to teach others so you can go coach people on doing it, it's so that you can go coach your employees for scale. Because you can't hire employees if you don't know what you're doing. I see, one of the biggest mistakes I see people make is they try to hire out too fast. And so it's kind of like the blind leading the blind. It's like, let me go hire this guy. What am I supposed to do? I don't know, I'm just gonna hire you. It doesn't make any sense. So you gotta become so good at the skill that you can start training other people to do it. Lastly, when you get to scale, you gotta find a mentor, once again, who can teach you how to build an operation because the skill portion of this is different than the scale portion of this. Okay, learning how to flip a house is one thing. Learning how to run an organization and hire and fire and hold people to processes and KPIs and take personality tests and do all the things that are necessary for scale is a totally different skill set. So for me, I've hired lots of coaches. You know, I hired a coach to teach me how to flip and wholesale and do all those things. And then once we started to scale, I hired a business coach who's gonna be speaking tomorrow to teach me organization and how to do all those things we're talking about. Because the act of learning how to negotiate a deal like what Jeremy Miner was teaching you, that is a skill you need to learn. But once you get really good at it, you now need to learn how to get 10 other people who can do that skill too, because that's how you scale. It's a different skill. The next thing is, this is where it becomes really important. You gotta start learning how to utilize systems, processes, technology, and human capital. So a lot of things that we do today involve task management systems, SOPs. We use AI in a number of things for tech. We've got CRMs. Obviously, we're hiring a lot of people. All four of those factors play a role in scale. You've got to get good at all of them. You know, we'll see business owners who aren't using tech at all. They're just like super focused on doing everything manually in labor. It's like, yeah, I mean, that's, you could do that, but it's just not smart, you know? It's the same principle we were talking about with social media earlier, where it was like, hey, 
yeah, you could door knock everyone and you can go have lunch and do all that stuff, but what if you could make a video and go get 50 years of prospecting in 90 days? You're trying to prospect for two hours you know, every day for the next 90 days. Why would you do that? Use technology instead. That's why I'm such a big advocate of social media. You know, people don't even realize this, but in your brain, you cannot tell the difference between watching them on video versus being in person. If somebody is talking to you and you're consuming content and everything, you are going to perceive it as the same, whether you've ever met in person or not. How many of you, this is the first time you're ever gonna like see me or meet me in person, but you still feel like you know me? There's a lot of you. I don't know any of you, okay? But the truth is, social media allows that to happen. It's technology. So you gotta start using technology and AI and these things that are available to you, because guess what? The businesses that do use them are gonna win. You just cannot compete in a business environment that keeps getting more competitive if you don't use these things. If you just think back 10 years ago of the tools available to you versus the tools available today, like the best businesses in the world always are using the newest and best tools to them. And that's how they're getting ahead of the competition. Lastly, you gotta build relationships and awareness to scale to the masses. Relationships are so huge. Man, I, I would say one of our best things we do is we're great at recruiting. We recruit great leaders, we recruit, or recruit great partners, managers, and then those people are able to go hire the right people. Like this whole event, this would not be able to be thrown without a great team, right? All the way in from everyone who sold tickets to the marketing team, to everyone doing the checkout process, to everybody setting up all the lunches and the dinners and you know the parties. I wasn't involved in any of that. You gotta have the right people doing the right things. So just to give you a list, these are some of my favorite skills and strategies that you guys should learn. Okay, I think real estate investing is an amazing skill. I think that social media is an amazing skill. I think all of you guys should learn to do sales like what Jeremy was teaching. Everything in life is a sale, especially when you're on social media. And then marketing. I mean, if you can master those three things, it doesn't really matter what industry you're in, you're gonna make a lot of money. Okay, and for me, it took 10 years to learn these skills, but you guys can do it much faster, all right? That's the benefit of being in events like this and having other people around you who have done things far beyond you. You don't have to learn you know, all of these things yourself. They can just tell you how to do it directly. I'm so fortunate that I've built relationships with some of these people. You know, we got Ed Milet coming to speak tomorrow, and I'm fortunate to be able to text him and be like, dude, you know, how did you guys do this? I actually asked him this. I said, Ed, how did you become such a great speaker? I want to become a better speaker. You know, how do I do it? And if you watch the podcast I did with him, he was giving me tips on the podcast. He was like, bro, you got a lot of raw talent, but you just need to be refined a little bit. He's like, there's some things you can do that are going to make you way better if we just tweak a couple little things. And then he left me on a cliffhanger. <laughs> and I was like, bro, well, what are they? Like, tell me. So long story short, he's like, here's, here's what we're going to do. And I'm not going to say it, you know, out here, but he gave me a couple actionable things. And he's like, let's do that first. And then, 
you know, once you do that, we'll go to the next step. And that's usually what it is, guys. You don't need the whole game plan right this second. You just need to know the next step. And once you get past the next step, then the next step, then the next step. I don't know where my speaking career or event career is going to go, but I do know if I can talk to a guy like Ed Milet, who's one of the best speakers in the world, that's going to help me get there way quicker. I don't need to figure it out myself. I'm just going to ask Ed what to do. He's got 30 years of experience. Why am I going to try and figure it out? And guess what? Getting Ed here was super costly. It's over $100,000 to build that relationship. Okay? But for me, I look at it and I'm like, oh, dude, that, that'll be nothing. You know? I'm for sure, I know we're going to end up, I'll make way more than $100,000 from what I learned from him, whatever we do in the future, all those things. So that's why I say you guys can do it much faster. You guys are in the right room to be able to make it happen. And so I appreciate you guys for being here. Thank you very much. What's going on, everyone? It's Ryan Pineda. We are going to go in-depth on the five different methods that you can use to buy real estate with no money. I don't care how much money you have right now this very moment. You can get into real estate today. In fact, you can go make $20,000.